Hello, my name is Jason and welcome to DesignCast. It's a podcast where I interview a wide range of guests and ask the question, how do you design education? Why is this important? Students all learn differently and need varied teaching methods to be successful. It is more important now than ever to accommodate and personalize education for all students as much as possible. I use my 25 years of experience as an educator to ask questions and to learn about the exciting things people are doing to provide for all students and their unique perspectives. Each episode, I chat with guests from all over the world, from classroom teachers, authors, consultants, and beyond. We chat around a range of topics that we feel are important right now. Will you join me in this journey to learn and grow together? If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to check it out. If you like this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, and download from your preferred podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by new listeners. Also, please use the hashtag DesignCast when discussing your thoughts and feedback on your favorite social media platform. To connect with me, I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. So let's get on with the episode. Hey, Jason, congratulations on 100 episodes. I'm so privileged and grateful to be part of your series. Thanks for letting me on air to tell all the international teachers about the different ways that I help with stressful demands and improve well-being of international teachers around the world. Can't wait to listen to more episodes and hopefully we can chat soon. Jason, Craig, Ken, Pierre, congratulations on reaching episode 100 of the DesignCast podcast. I am super thrilled and over the moon to see the progress that you've made with this and the impact that you're having on educators all over the world. I tune in every week and I learn so much from you and the incredible people you have on this podcast. Keep it up. I look forward to seeing the next 100 episodes with you. Congratulations, my friend. Jason, congratulations on your 100th episode. 100 episodes of absolutely fantastic tints, tips, and teaching advice. Keep up the fantastic work. Jason, greetings from Qingdao. Congratulations on the 100 episodes, creating quality content, helping inspire, engage, and bring people together and good ideas together. So always looking forward to hearing new things from you. Hope you have another successful 100 more. Send some positive vibes and good things out into the universe. Thanks for all you do. Congratulations. So today, Bong. Hope all's going well. Great work to see you've hit the uh, the ton there for the design cast there at the start for it. Really enjoyed the, the journey that you've gone on. Keep it up, mate. Great work. Happy days. Huge congratulations, Jason, on reaching 100 episodes. Thank you so much for supporting design as a subject and for highlighting and promoting so many wonderful educators for us to explore a bit more about. Looking forward to hearing your next episode. Keep it up.
On this episode of DesignCast, I had the opportunity to speak to Dr. Chris Allen. Chris currently serves as coordinating principal for an international secondary school in Surabaya, Indonesia. He has loads to share about his experiences in international education so far and how his current school is inviting students to engage in entrepreneurship opportunities. I know that you will enjoy our conversation. Also, this is episode 100. I am so humbled and honored that something that started as a way to share some very specific information with a very specific and small group of people in June of 2017 has grown into a community that is passionate about sharing and learning. Heard in 120 countries, DesignCast has been ranked among the top education podcasts in over 40 countries during its first 100 episodes. Episodes have been listened to over 21,000 times. It is available in nearly every podcasting streaming app or platform that you can find. Words cannot express my appreciation for all of the guests and listeners from around the world. Your support and feedback are invaluable. I could not have reached this remarkable milestone without you. It is my hope that you and your colleagues find value in the past episodes and that you will enjoy future episodes as well. For now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this 100th episode of DesignCast. Welcome back to another episode of DesignCast, and I am so excited to have my old friend, well, my longtime friend, <laughs> Chris Allen with me. Chris, how you doing, man? I'm amazing. How are you? <laughs> I, I, sure, I'm amazing too. I'm superb. How about that one? I'll, I'll go with a different one. <laughs> it's so great to see you, man. And I'm so excited that we finally had a chance to talk for the podcast. And so, Chris, do you mind just giving us a little overview of just the highlights of your career up to this point and what you're currently doing? Okay. So just like you, I'm originally from Georgia in the U.S. and so started out there. Also, I think just like you, my first international post was in China. So, you know, started off in Beijing and then from there I've, I've hopped around to a number of places. I've worked in Brazil, Vietnam, the Congo and Africa, and now I'm in Indonesia and I've held a number of different roles also. But currently, I'm the high school coordinating principal. And in our school, when we say high school, it's it's actually secondary. So grade 7 to grade 12. That's awesome. And you've been all over the place, man. I think actually you've been to a lot more places than I have as far as a, as, as teaching goes. I haven't done anything in South America, so I'm I'm a little jealous for you having There's spent still some time. time. <laughs> There's, there is still time. Thank yeah. you for encouraging me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Chris, before you were a principal, what did you teach? So I'm a history and geography teacher, and then MYP humanities are now individuals in society. But yet, history was my original love. And so do you currently teach in your role, or are you a full-time administrator? I do, thankfully. I have one 12th grade DP history class, and I think that's really important for people in leadership to you know try to keep at least uh, half a foot in in the classroom, if not, you know, one full leg, because one of the things that I've found is the longer you're out of the classroom, you, you tend to forget what it's like a lot of times. And so 
it's important, you know, it, it is difficult to do both jobs. And so, you know, unfortunately there are times when, when maybe the, the teaching suffers a little bit because I have to do my other job or vice versa, but more so the teaching side, but it, it's important. It gives me a connection with the kids in a different way, which I appreciate. And, and also with my colleagues, I think, because again, you, you're showing that you, you can teach and you do grade papers and have to plan lessons. And, you know, yes, maybe it's not as many as, as the other teachers, but it is important, I think. And so I'm happy that we have that at the school. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think if you're going to create systems in a school, you need to be existing in them. And so I think by being a teacher, no matter what level it is, as an administrator, it's really important to have that finger on the pulse of what's happening in the school. And it's hard to do if you're not in the classroom. So yeah, man, totally agree. 100%. We're done. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I want to hear so much more. So... (laughs) So, Chris, as as you and I know, we, we worked together. Gosh, it's it's now approaching ten years ago. We started working together, and in, in China and Suzhou. And one of the things that you and I often your office was in close proximity to my my room, and so we often had discussions about just everything from Georgia football to what's happening in local politics to whatever, and. Both of us are married to Chinese ladies as well, so we have other commonalities in our in our life, and so it's 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 kind of fun to to have all these connections. And so one thing that you and I talked about a lot, and that was how to make education more nimble, to be more responsive to what's happening in the world, and those kinds of things. So I want to ask you this question, and that is, how do you design education? Well, again, one of the things that we talked about a lot was the interdisciplinary learning, you know, and that's something that education, I think, you know, for a long time got away from that, you know, everyone was in their own silo, their own classroom. And so the kids didn't see the connections, the parents didn't see the connections, the teachers didn't see the connections. And everyone talked about, well, when you're in the real world, you know, you'll, you'll hear whatever X, Y, and Z. And, and the reality is when you're in the real world, you have to work with people from all different backgrounds and all different, you know, specialties. And so you are interconnected and you need to see the connections and you need to collaborate with people. And again, I think education, you know, there's a lot more focus on collaboration but it's more, okay, I just put kids in a group in my class. And, and collaboration is a lot more than that. And so I think, you know, when you're designing education, you really do need to look for those opportunities for interdisciplinary learning, for showing the connections, the real world connections. And one of the things that I greatly appreciate about my current school, it's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to come not only to work there, but for my own children to attend is the focus on entrepreneurship, you know, and again, you and I talked a lot about design thinking and the design cycle and the entrepreneurial mindset, you know, I mean, they, they just go so well together. It, it's about problem solving. It's about 
you know, trying different ways and tweaking things to to try to, you know, fill a need, fix a problem. And, and again, those are all real world things. And a lot of people, when they think entrepreneurship, oh, it's just money. And no, it's not. It's, again, it's problem solving. And if you make some money out of it, great. But, you know, it's, it is problem solving. You know, there's a need, you fill the need. And so, you know, those are all things I think are really important in education. And I think we, we should do more of that and much less of the subject specific, you know, cram stuff down the kids' throats and regurgitate it on a test sort of thing. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think that's why we have so many long talks about it. And I think we were talking about it really before the momentum or the pendulum had shifted to actually be more aligned with that thinking. I think the the period that we've been through and are emerging from in, in the world has shown that education can be different for different people, right? And And the idea is that it needs to be relevant. It needs to be connected. And I think it's interesting that you're a history teacher, but you're talking about the real world context. And so I, <laughs> that, that's awesome that you're doing it. So tell me a little bit more about this entrepreneurial spirit and program that's happening at your school. What kinds of things do students in, embark on? Well, there's all sorts of things. And it's, again, yeah, it's really cool. Fourth grade, for example, which is the grade my daughter's in. They have a young entrepreneur. It's it's one of their UOIs in their PYP class where everything they do, you know, in their Mandarin classes, their the vocabulary they're learning is about businesses and buying and selling and, you know, things. Same in their Bahasa classes, their Indonesian, they're, you know, learning things. And in everything they're doing, it's it was getting them to, you know, do market research and, and see you know, what, what are the needs in the community and, and, you know, how might you be able to create a product or a service that you could offer and, and people would hopefully pay you money for it. And so, you know, they did it. And again, it was, it was quite cool, but it was embedded in the curriculum. It wasn't, you know, yes, we have entrepreneurship club as a after-school activity, but that was embedded in the curriculum. And I just thought, you know, this is fourth grade and these kids are learning about, you know, marketing. They're learning about product design for their packaging. They're learning about, you know, again, uh, you know, costs and, and trying to price things so you actually make a profit. And, you know, it it's just really cool. And so that's an example of something. You know, we do have... At the other end of the school, we offer an entrepreneurship class uh, for the students that don't do the full IB diploma because the the full DP kids they're they're pretty full on. They can still get involved in other things, but for the kids that aren't doing the full DP, the entrepreneurship class actually takes the place of their TOK. And so you know they're it's a two year course because it's two years in IB, and so. In the first year, we're working together with the local university that's actually a sister school of ours that, again, entrepreneurship is a big part of the school. And so the kids go to the university. They sit in on lectures with, you know, different professors and they're going out and doing things. And then in the second semester, 
So that's first semester of 11th grade. Second semester, they try to take what they've learned and create a small business. You know, and same sort of thing like the fourth graders are doing, but just at a different level. You know, so by the end of the school year, they'll have a sort of, you know, a, a fair. Then in 12th grade, you know, same thing. Okay, now let's go out into the real world. So they're looking at sort of social entrepreneurship and again, solving problems in the community through the same sorts of ideas. And so they've been doing a lot of research in the first semester and then second semester, same thing. They're going to go out and, and try to create businesses, you know, products, services, whatever that can help solve a need in the community. And, you know, it's just, is my mind is blown by what the kids can actually accomplish because it's, it's way more than, than most people ever would have imagined they can do. And, and you see it in so many different levels. I mean, today, the, we call them OSIS, O-S-I-S, it's student council, but they, they came and did their proposal for this uh, Chaputra Cup. It's a sporting event that they run every year. And it's, it's part community building and, you know, connecting with other schools, but it's fundraising as well. It's, you know, all these sorts of things. And so, you know, I've got these 11th graders sitting there and they're breaking out spreadsheets, you know, of all their, their, their expected, you know, costs and projected, you know, income from ticket sales or from this and that and da, 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 And we're going through all this and, you know, okay, here's our plan for the marketing of it. This is what we're going to do. And again, I'm just sitting there going, you guys are like 16 years old. Um, <laughs> we weren't doing that at 16, I, Chris. No, nine. <laughs> you know, again, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. This, the skills and the high level that these kids can do things because they've been given the opportunity. They've been given the the training as well. There's support there. But 98% of what these kids are doing, they're doing by themselves, you know, working together. But, you know, it's it's really high quality stuff. And so, you know, it it is. I'm just sitting there every day going, man, this is awesome. Um, and as you said, it wasn't like this when I was growing up. You know, this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking about when we were, we were pretty close in age, when we were in high school, there might have been a, a DECA club or some sort of beta club or something where they did a, a, they ran the school store or something like that. And even if you're not going to go into business, it's important to understand the fundamentals because you're all consumers, right? And the idea being, Knowledge is power when it comes to buying local, being sustainable, making effective change culturally so that you're reducing your footprint as well. So I think there's so many things that go along with this one sort of avenue that it sounds like the school has really invested a lot of time and space for that to happen. And they've really gotten behind that, which is really, really exciting. And so how how's the conversation among the teachers about how they embed those kinds of of concepts into the things that they do on a regular basis. 
I think it's always a work in progress. I mean, obviously it's been hard because for the last three years almost, these the school's been online. So, you know, Indonesia being being in Asia, a, a bit more conservative than uh, back home in Georgia uh, for us, you know, and, and so it's it they've struggled doing it for the last three years. And so this year, you know, we're back face to face and it's been almost like having to start all over again with with a lot of the things. But you know, they're, they're looking for opportunities and that's the thing that I appreciate. You know, we, we get together, you know, in, as a faculty, you know, maybe there are certain things, oh, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? You can look for those organic things, but also in their own classes, you know, what could I do or in the community, you know, we're, we're actually going through the process of becoming an eco school as well. And so again, what you're just talking about of the sustainability, the, you know, trying to reduce your footprint, that's all now much more being embedded into the entrepreneurial mindset as well, because it's, I mean, one, we have to, um, but two, it's just, it, it fits and the kids are seeing, oh yeah, it's not just about, you know, making something, but it's making something that I'm not going to throw away in. 30 seconds, you know, that's going to sit there for thousands or millions of years. And, and so again, just having them think about those sorts of things is a step in the right direction. So teachers are looking for those opportunities, you know, reaching out to the broader community and saying, Hey, do you know anyone, you know, try to make connections and, and yeah, it's, it, it's organic, more than not, you know, but obviously there sometimes needs to be a little nudge in the right direction, maybe, you know, it's some some positive encouragement. But uh but no, I think it's you know, it it's going well and I look forward to it getting even better, you know, the longer that we're we're back in sort of the normal school space. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm sure you're super stoked because you did. You mentioned earlier about the experience for your kids. They're young, but to be growing up in an environment that's very international, that also has this sort of in the back of almost everyone's mind, this idea of of entrepreneurial spirit and, and whatnot, on top of being an IV school where there's a mindset that comes with that as well. It's pretty pretty exciting, the stuff that you guys are doing. I'm I'm really anxious to hear how it goes and and happy to help wherever I can. And whatever uh, you know, I whatever. We can't wait for you to come visit. <laughs> I can't wait to come either, man. It's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I like, I like Surabaya. It's nice. So, uh, Chris, this is awesome. I could talk all day. I know it's getting late for you. Your kids are getting ready for bed or are in bed. Mine should be. Yeah. Probably yeah. not, though. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this. If you could travel back in time, what would you tell your younger self? It's probably two things, and they, they connect a bit. One is... Be patient because sometimes, you know, with, with youth, we, we aren't very patient. We, we want it now. We want it the way that we want it. And with age and experience, you sometimes see the bigger picture and why we can't always get what we want right away or at all sometimes. And so I think connected with that is assuming positive intent. 
you know, that's something that is huge because oftentimes if someone says something or does something, we'll jump to a negative assumption. You know, oh, they did that because, you know, they don't like me or they're unhappy about this or, and, and much of the time that's not true. Sometimes it might be, but, you know, much of the time, it, they have a good reason why they're doing it. We just need to shut up and listen um, with an open mind and, you know, just just better understand the situation and then it makes sense. And so, yeah, I definitely wish I could go back because I, I you know, created many problems for myself that I probably couldn't, could have not done if I would have you know those two thoughts <laughs> right right I think we all we all feel the same way man so that's great thank you Chris all right so listen Chris it's been great to talk to you man I really appreciate it I mean time has just really flown so what I'll do is I'll make sure that in the show notes people know how to get in touch with you to find out more about what your you and your school are doing and if there's a way maybe for them to even partner with you and help with that, well, I'm sure that there's people out there listening who have the means and the expertise to do that. So yeah, I hope to be, be able great. to put, put you guys together and make some connections. But listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. I am Sir. excited to see how things are, are going to develop there. And hopefully in, in a year or so, we can have another discussion about how much progress has been made uh, in the program. Uh, I would love yeah. to have a follow-up, maybe even on location. How exciting would that, that be? That would be ideal. A, that would be ideal. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet, man, if we could do a yeah. live stream from on location. It wouldn't, it All would. right, man. Thank you, Chris, so much. I appreciate All your right. time. Thank you for having me. Hello, Jason Reagan. Congratulations on your 100th episode of DesignCast. That is amazing. My friend, you have come a long way. I remember I was on way back episode eight where we talked about drones with some other amazing people like Terry Linton. And then you also, I'm not sure why, but had me on episode 23 where I got to sing the praises of virtual reality, virtual worlds, and how it is helping us learn better. So. Keep pumping out some amazing episodes, my friend. I love your new pivot to not only looking at the design world, but how we design and personalize education. Jason, I want to say congratulations on reaching your 100th episode. How amazing is that? Thank you for creating this space for all of us to come by and share a message with you. Education is now even more important than ever. And I want you to continue doing what you do because a lot of us are relying on you and your expertise. So thank you. Congratulations. Felicidades. I'm so excited for you. Thanks for having me. This is Elaine, and I hope we'll connect soon. Hi, Jason. It's Jarrett. It's always been great working with you as a colleague, either as a teacher or through Ivan podcast has been great to see you face to face virtually because we haven't been able to see each other for a couple of years now in person. So I think that's great that we can have that opportunity to talk with each other uh, online. It's just fun just uh, shooting the breeze with you. I really appreciate you having the design cast to 
talk best practices in the teaching world today. So uh, all the best to you and thanks again. Hey, Jason, what an accomplishment and what a milestone, 100 episodes. That's amazing. That's 100 times you have gotten on the air and you have allowed your voice to be spoken and heard by so many that need it. We each have such unique individuality and style and the way that we are designing our lives as educators and getting that word out to our students that they are valued and worthy and amazing there's just nothing like it. So thanks. Hey, it's Jonathan Nelda here from Stempunks. And listen, I had a fabulous time chatting with Jason on the podcast and super excited to be able to celebrate 100 episodes. And I guess what I want to say is how unique and fantastic it is that Jason gives back so much to the design community. Obviously, he's teaching full-time and handling all that, but he's also running the podcast. He's constantly sharing online tips and ideas and supporting everyone. So, well-deserved for the 100, and he's to many more, mate. Cheers. Jason, Linda Keen here from Chicago, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and Milwaukee, next.cc, Steam by Design. I think that your design cast is an amazing resource for design educators and educators all over the world. I have watched several of them and I am reminded again that I have many more to watch. I love learning from other people and finding out what works with them and activating human imagination. It is more important now than ever before. And education has to share design of the built environment with the natural so that we can build a better world together. Thank you, Jason. 100 episodes? Wow, Jason. I'd celebrate this milestone by making you a giant pizza, and then I'd throw in for dessert some cinnamon rolls smothered in orange zest, cream cheese icing. I don't know why, but I'm suddenly hungry, just as I'm sure your many listeners are hungry for another 100 episodes from you. Jason, thanks so much for all your fascinating and informative podcasts. Please keep them coming. Hi, Jason. This is Tamar. I'm very, very happy to hear that your design cast has completed its 100th podcast episode. And it's been a privilege being a part of this program. And listening to educators around the world from various locations and demographics helped us truly understand the challenges that they faced uh, while teaching the same discipline that we teach. We were able to solve a lot of problems indeed listening to their solutions. So keep doing this great work that you're doing. It shows that learning is absolutely effective in bringing in positive changes in an environment. And uh, this is a real-time example that we are seeing through your episodes. All the very best to hit 1,000 episodes in the future. would like to be a part of it sometime soon with updated knowledge and interesting stuff to share. So keep rocking. All the best. Hey, Jason. It's Tony Ryan here from the Design and Technology Association in the UK. A hundred episodes is, is, uh, is blinding. I'm coming behind you with Design for Life. Um, but I'm still 30 behind you, so a long, long way yet. Jason, congratulations. It's, um, it's an amazing podcast. It gives me, uh, it's, it's on my must-listen list, and it gives me a real international perspective, not just on design and technology, but on wider STEM education. And it does what you set out to do with it, which is to bring a community together um, who are united in one thing, and that's just helping young people to get the best education in this sector that they possibly can. 
So um, keep up the good work, my man, and um, I look forward to catching up soon. And congratulations, and here's to the next 100. I hope that you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. Again, I'm Jason. I am the creator and host and one-man band when it comes to this podcast. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. And please share it with your colleagues and friends and help me network with those folks who you think will benefit from listening to this podcast. If you own a company or you have connections where you would like to partner with me in this podcast, whether it be sponsorship or product reviews or any other possible services, please reach out to me. My contact information is in the show notes and I cannot wait to hear from you. I only do this because I love talking to people and I love sharing my passion with all the listeners. So if you are interested in possibly being a future guest, please reach out and get in touch. I can't wait to hear from you. I really want to hear about how this podcast and its guests are helping you become better or to enrich your lives. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good to one another. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.